Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this week's Sikkim Podcast. We're glad you're with us. I'm John Morris alongside Brooke Bednars, and we've got a, a two-for-one podcast today. We're looking forward to visiting first with Kenny Boyd, Baylor Senior Associate AD for Student Health, student Athlete Health and Wellness. Then we'll follow up with Dr. Monique Marsh-Bell, Assistant AD for Mental Health Services. But we begin with Kenny Boyd as our leadoff hitter in our Sikkim Podcast this week. And number one, it's good to see you. I think I've, I've I've seen you in passing a couple of times over the last three months, but not much. It's uh, as we sit down and record this in the same room, the three of us in one room. It's really nice to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too, John. I think uh, one of the last times we saw each other, I was running down the trail during the Barathon. So that's right, <laughs> doing my virtual Barathon. Got my thirteen point one in. So, Fantastic yeah. way to go! Did you get a medal for that? I did. Nice. Very nice, good. Nice pedal. Very good. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, we know you're busy, and you really have been busy. I mean, this is something that uh, directly going through the COVID-19, uh, directly in your area of health and wellness. And we should let people know that uh, as in your position, Senior Associate AD, for student athlete health and wellness, uh, you oversee the collaborative efforts of athletic performance, applied performance, sports medicine, physical therapy, nutrition, and mental health programs. So uh, you got a lot on your plate, Kenny. I have a great team. I have a great team that that helps uh, to make it a lot easier than it sounds. Uh, certainly, a lot of focal areas around the resources for our student athletes, um, but. Um, you know, it really starts with the people that are um, putting those things together for us. And um, so we're we're blessed in that regard. What has this been like for you? We talked a little bit before getting started today, but going back to March, um, the crazy day where everything kind of stopped and stood still, except for you, it was just kind of the kickstart of all this craziness. Yeah, it feels like every week's been on repeat as far as the amount of things that are there. Um you know, and it comes in waves. It comes in waves of as we learn more about uh, this process, we start to learn more about what we're able to do um, to get back on the field, back on the court. Um, it it um, it's changed, uh, but certainly the the level of of activity has has been pretty consistent for me and for our executive team as we were conducting the normal business process that we were in that time of year. You know, the end of spring and all the things that come from the end of a fiscal year and things of that nature and then throw on top of it a pandemic. Um, you know, we're, um, you know, again, we talk about the people that were involved to help. And so, you know, I think we all have a, a lot of um, appreciation for the way that our staff has come together 
and um, to, to lend support on top of everything else that we were doing. Um, one of the great, you know, I think the great moments we'll look back on this is, um, you know, that, that ability of our staff to come together and, um, and be, be of help in, in a lot of different ways as we've gone through this time. Let's go back to uh, March 12th. You were in Kansas City. We were there for the Big 12 tournaments. Mm-hmm. Men's tournament, uh, Baylor never got on the court except for a practice day. Women never left Waco, actually, never made it to Kansas City. But you were there when all this was uh, kind of brewing, and then all of a sudden there was nothing, no games. Uh, in Big 12 tournament was canceled. NCAA tournament was canceled. NCAA tournaments for the rest of the year were canceled. Uh, what was at the start of that, say March 12th, what was that like for you? Well, you know, I've, I've, in my career, I've had some opportunity to manage individual crisis moments. And, uh, um, you know, unfortunately, it's because somebody got hurt. And, you know, you're dealing with that in that moment for the individual, their family, the team, how they were affected. Um, but this was just such a greater scale. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of us that day and that, you know, that weekend in itself, um, it, it will seem a little bit surreal, but in the moment we were just, we were just kind of working through the problem. Um, you know, what's, you know, who do we need to communicate with? Um, what message were we sending out? Um, how, how do, how can we get people together? Um, I think there was a moment, John, where there was a, restaurant in the hotel where we had a almost like a makeshift command center set up where we were on calls and you know didn't really know what zoom was at that point we're still still trying to figure out teams and um you know thankfully the university we started a covid task force and so that group was already formed and together uh, so we already had some of the structure laid out to be able to um, set up the communication as we needed to but um, a lot of us were learning you know through that moment through the the moments that that followed uh, about how to um, communicate in a time of urgency and crisis and uh, try to make sure that everybody um, had the information they needed and the procedures were set up as they needed to be. Where would you say you are now? You said you, we, we, we talked with Mac at the beginning of this podcast, and he talked about not only is he being you know, in charge of Baylor athletics and kind of moving that process forward, but also working with the big 12 as a whole. Are you doing the, the same in regard to specifically what you, what you do? So, uh, you know, I, I'm a part of a few um, groups that are, that are working to put some information out and, and, you know, one of it is our return to campus group and um, that's internal for athletics, but then that's also a, a bigger um, uh, objective initiative for the university uh, we also have a medical directors um, group with the with the conference. So the Big 12 conference has a group that is um, helping to speak into um, you know some guidelines and some just direction as a conference of what we can do as as conference institutions together. And so um, it's 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 interesting. I think uh, I've heard it you know portrayed in this way. You know, initially we were in this respond mode, like we're you know we're we're, we're you know trying to take the information as we got it and then trying to respond to what we had. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways now we're in this monitoring phase, um, to see how our systems are effective, uh, begin to monitor just what we're doing, uh, and then begin to prepare now in this preparation phase for getting back to work, back on campus, um, getting people back safely, um, as we can. So, you know, that's kind of how it's transitioned for me. 
you mentioned those different areas in which you're involved. Uh, that's been that's been daily, hasn't it? I mean, you have you've had a full agenda during this time when most of us have been working from home. Maybe you are doing it from home, but man, I, I bet you have meeting on top of meetings. Yeah, I think. Uh, there's terms that you'll get from this. And right now, I think a lot of us feel zoomed out, <laughs> um, you know, there's, but there's been, um, some interesting opportunity in the middle of this difficulty that's come up is, um, the ability to use technology in a way that, that makes your days a lot more efficient. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel a lot more, you know, tired and spent at the end of a day of, you know, 10 hours of zoom calls, but, um, the amount of work that we're able to get done is incredible. Um, you know, I think it also challenges us to be efficient in, you know, our productivity, uh, because you can be talking a lot during the day, but that doesn't mean you're, you're able to get all your work done. And so, um, giving yourself the needed margin in your day between zoom calls and between your, uh, your meetings to be able to allow for you to get some of this done. You know, we, we're, we're finalizing our framework. We're communicating with our coaches, um, and our staff about getting re- you know, return to campus. And so a lot of that will start coming out here soon, just as far as, you know, different um, communication resources that, that you'll see and, and just ways that we're trying to keep, um, you know, you know, Baylor trying to keep Baylor healthy and uh, what we're doing as a department, as a university to work together. Uh, so, you know, a lot of that's happening right now. And so it does keep your day full. We're looking ahead and getting everybody back. And you're talking about the bringing them all back to campus, those different groups, but they've been away for a while now and all the different things, John mentioned the list of all the different departments that you oversee. Um, how have those departments been continually catering to the needs of the student athletes, even though they haven't been here on campus? Well, a lot of the ways that everybody else is doing it, you know, you're doing it virtually. Um, you know, what, what I would say is, you know, our staff um, and coaches included have done a tremendous job of staying connected, um, you know, at a, at a time where I think a lot of that needed to happen. Um, you know, you saw groups coming together, groups that we already had set up together uh, to communicate um, our sport care teams. Um, you know, so basically our support staff and our coaching staff, you know, working together to, to make sure that they're communicating with the student athletes um, at a time where they just sometimes just need to hear a voice. Um, you know, our staff have put together some, um, you know, home programs as far as rehab stand, uh, comes, comes to mind and, you know, some, some ideas of, of different training programs that they can do. Uh, so they really try to stay out in front of what we can do permissibly, uh, but also just be a resource. Sometimes they just needed an ear and they just needed to talk to somebody about what's going on and stay informed. And, and so we're, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep that, keep that going through this time. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa drap, son, they're the best in town. 
barbecue for breakfast, yes it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. Next in line. Now back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Visiting with Kenny Boyd, Baylor Senior Associate AD for Student Athlete Health and Wellness. Hey, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and subscribing to the Sikkim Podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download. Catch us every week for a new Sikkim Podcast and share on social media. Kenny, you uh, in, are in an administrative role here. Uh, I'm curious how your your background, 11 years at the University of Texas, uh, on-field trainer, uh, and then three at uh, University of North Carolina, then here in, in more of an administrative role. How did your background at those other places and doing what you did on a daily basis prepare you for what we're going through now and the position you have now? Well, I think as you go through it, you don't realize it. You don't realize what you're, you know, learning and how to communicate and develop relationships with people. But, uh, you know, 15 years of my life before coming to uh, to, to Baylor, I was you know, head football athletic trainer, and um, a lot of times you're you're communicating, you're getting um, information to the head coach, to the parents, to the assistant coach, to other people in the department. And so, a lot of what I was doing was preparing me for this. Um, time where, you know, now I'm communicating with all head coaches. I'm communicating with a lot of parents at one time. I'm communicating with student athletes in, in a bigger scale. And, um, and, and so having that opportunity to be uh, more in the trenches, if you will, and not, you know, not on the second floor, sure. um, you know, looking at um, understanding that perspective of what uh, I can do to provide resources for those that are taking care of our student athletes gave me a unique perspective on what I can do today. And so that's really um, transferred over into my, my job now and my role to, to be an advocate for our student athletes, to be a support for our, our, our coaches um, and how they're caring, and, and then ultimately help to prepare our staff in the way that they need to be prepared to support our student athletes. As an athletic trainer, if someone gets hurt and tears an ACL or breaks an arm, there's a typical Aside from a few complications, there's a typical timeline and a plan of action as to what to do to get that student athlete back on the field or court. Um, but with with what's going on right now, there's no real plan. There's no real outline. You've never had to deal with anything like this before. So how has that been kind of taking the mindset that you have from your time as an athletic trainer and approaching this very unknown situation? It's a great analogy. I think that, you know, where I draw to in this, in this conversation is, um, take the ACL for an example, recovery for an ACL for an athlete is, you know, they're anywhere from six to 12 months. Um, you can talk through kind of some norms around that. That's a long time for a, an 18 year old to think about what they have to do for a year to prepare themselves to be healthy again. And so you compartmentalize that into into different checkpoints, different goals throughout that that time, and and so you start to break up that year to you know weeks or a few months at a time. And I feel like that's where we are right now. Where you know if you try to get down to what October, November is going to look like, you just really would drive yourself you know just uh, bonkers, just trying to think about all the things that you have to figure out. 
Um, but if you focus in on what's the, what's the task at hand, you know, getting the kids back on campus, getting our coaches back in their offices and planning for their years and uh, our staff back together, that's, that's our primary objective right now. Um, we are putting plans together for what the fall looks like. And, um, but I think what everybody's understood and what I've started a lot of my meetings with is what I'm telling you right now is going to change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we need to be flexible enough and not so rigid that in our plans we can't adjust. And you learn that through taking an athlete through an injury rehab. Um, everybody responds to an ACL recovery differently. And uh, if you don't um, approach it that way, that you're treating the individual and not the, not the injury, um, then sometimes you lose sight of that. As we record this, uh, June 15th is right around the corner. That's the date the Big 12 has has settled upon when football players, student-athletes, can come back uh, in uh, on a voluntary basis and do individual work. Uh, what, what's your comfort level with that date and bringing them back then? And um, uh, what are the steps that you go through you know, to getting them back and going again? Well, I wouldn't be fully transparent if I said I was 100% um, uh, confident. That's I mean, fair. I, I think yeah. there's a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, I think everybody feels like let's put all of our, our systems in place. Um, and and I, think, I think we're in a position right now where we have a lot of great people, experts speaking into our preparation phase. Um, it's not just um, our, our internal athletic department staff. It's our... Um, our partners and team physicians at, at Southwest Sports Medicine, um, Baylor Scott and White, huge medical entity that, that we can draw a resource to. Um, you know, Campus Health Medical Director Dr. Stern uh, has been in, in all, a lot of our conversations in preparation and uh, assisting us through this, this phase, uh, communicating with Waco Public Health and, uh, and, and, and them being able to guide us through some of the, the challenges that they've kind of seen as well. And so, we have a lot of great people speaking into the process. And so I, I feel confident in that. I feel confident in the plan that we have. I feel confident in, in the resources that are around um, this plan as it continues to, to, um, to lay out over the next couple of months. And as we bring our student athletes back to campus and our staff, um, that we have a, a great plan that the university, the athletic department has put together um, uh, to be able to get people back in, 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 their, in the building and, and on the field. I'm sure this is going to be something everyone's kind of thinking about, but you, you talked about at first we were in a respond phase and then now um, a little bit more into the monitoring and then the preparation of moving forward. Is there a plan, plan B, if we have to revert back to a sort of response phase once this starts moving forward? Well, I think we've seen that already. I think we, we you know, and talk about pre preparation, we, you know, we've gone through the shutdown and we've gone and now we are going through and trying to execute the reverse shutdown, you know, and what does it look like to be, um, to be mindful of some of the concerns that are there and, and what we can do to prepare for those. But there's a reason why we're going through this monitoring phase and evaluating each phase as we, we, we go through it is because we may need to hold in that phase or we may need to back off because maybe we're seeing, you know, a, a, a sudden increase in incidents that we need to make sure that we're handling appropriately. So what's been great is the support from, from Mac and, and his leadership in our department to be able to be out in front and say, look, we're going to be systematic in this. We're going to take our time. 
We're going to make sure that each phase is done in a, in a way that's uh, appropriate, and then we're going to monitor that. We're going to make sure that we are evaluating each phase before we go into the next. And so having that support, and that support as we start to implement some of these uh, and go through each one of our phases of return uh, is, I think, is really paramount when it comes to you know, the confidence that a staff, that student athletes can have in, in, in the system that's set up. Seems like we have here, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you know, under Max leadership that everybody here is on the same page. I mean, the health, the safety, the welfare of our student athletes, and then the staff when the staff comes back, that's, that's priority number one. I mean, we want, we want everybody to get ready for the season, yes, but their health is, is paramount, isn't it? And, and that's everybody's uh, focus, uh, number one focus, as we get going again. Well, it, it seems like it's a little bit of a broken record and just redundant, but, you know, yes, it, it is about the health and safety of our, um, not only our student athletes, but our, our staff and coaches, you know, on our campus, our faculty, um, you know, that are going to be interacting with our students um, and interacting with other faculty and staff. And so you, you hear it from Dr. Livingstone, you hear it from, from Mac, um, you know, others within the President's Council and leadership on campus, uh, leadership in athletics. Uh, we do want to make sure that our, our systems are set up first and foremost to be mindful of the health and safety. There is a component of it where we also need to be smart about how we're progressing people back in. And I think that's the, um, you know, the, the, uh, I think the opportunity we have right now is to have that support, but also understand, uh, you know, what the, the overall purpose is and what we need to do. You mentioned um, talking about the, different things that the student athletes have been needing. And sometimes that's just a listening ear, someone to kind of be there for them. Um, how do you feel as though they've been re responding to this? You know, they're everything about their lives when they're here on campus and sports are being played is very structured. They have class and weightlifting and, and practices and games. And it's all very organized when they're injured, still very, very structured and very scheduled. Um, and this has been anything but that. So how do you feel that they've been responding? And then now coming back, there's going to be a little bit of structure, but it's voluntary and there's no real clear path as to what it's going to look like, even when they are returned to campus. Well, I, I think what we're seeing and, uh, you know, you can talk to some of our other staff that are working with the student athletes on a regular basis. I think we're seeing, you know, a little mix. I mean, there, there are some students that are, you know, flourishing. They, you know, they, you know, they're resilient. They can handle a lot of different things that come their way. And then there's other students that, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, continue to need that support. And, you know, I think through all this, we've seen, um, we've seen both. We've seen uh, students that, have found a way to continue to train and, and continue to do things um, around their hometown. Uh, and then there's others that, you know, we've leaned into a little bit more uh, just to make sure that they're being supported. You know, thankfully for us, we have you know, a great team around us within our, our health and wellness staff and, and our coaching staffs to provide that support. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, ways that they can, you know, physically be supported from, you know, uh, what they're doing in their, in their rehab programming or what they're doing in their training uh, but sometimes there's this emotional opponent, uh, component that, um, you know, they just need to know and be reassured that, you know, we are going to get back together, um, how to handle some crisis as it's happening, because that's still happening, right? You know, you're back home and your family dynamics aren't always great. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, you know, there's some challenges there within, 
certain students that we're dealing with and, and supporting to make sure that, that they have what they need in those those areas. We'd be remiss if we didn't ask uh, about you and your family, your wife, Ellen, your three kids. Everybody doing well? Homeschooling <laughs> going okay? I tell you what, there were some moments where my <laughs> Wi-Fi was really struggling. Um, you know, we had three three that were on doing the online schooling and uh, really thankful for, for all the things that our, our teachers were able to put together at a short amount of time. Uh, my wife, she was a rock. She was the she was the the professor in the house, and I was I was busy on my Zoom calls. Uh, but there, we're doing well. We're we're full into summer now, yeah. and uh, so I, I, thankfully they've been outside playing a lot. And I think that might slow down somewhat with the heat coming. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been it's been a challenge for everybody. Uh, I know we're uh, we've been trying to intentionally find ways to um, you know make um, make good of of a lot of this um, and trying to find some family time together, you know, refocus some of our attention to what's important. And uh, a lot of that is just connecting with each other. And still plenty to look forward to. What are you looking forward to most uh, when Baylor athletics return? And I, we're, we were on a call as a staff last week. And I think somebody said it, uh, it might've been Erica Schilling, but she's like, I can't wait to hear the fight song. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I can't, can't wait to hear it played live. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to see, um, you know, our kids back on the field, um, seeing them, you know, doing, you know, a lot of what they love to do, um, but just to be around people, be around our, our staff and our student athletes and, you know, see the, the locker rooms or the, the fields and the buildings uh, back with, with people and uh, continue to move forward. But that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, you're the perfect guy in this position at this time, and uh, appreciate all your good work. I, I like to uh, I like to say we got a lot of smart people that yes. are working on this issue, working through the issues, and you're one of those guys. So I appreciate well, all your you, work and uh, continued health and safety, and look forward to moving on down the road. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big Tex tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big Tex trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. 
We appreciate Kenny Boyd being on with us, our Sikkim podcast. Kenny, the Senior Associate AD for Student Athlete Health and Wellness. As we said, that is uh, sort of an umbrella title over the areas of athletic performance, applied performance, sports medicine, physical therapy, nutrition, and mental health. And we now welcome in Dr. Monique Marsh-Bell, Assistant AD for Mental Health Services here in Baylor Athletics. And it's very nice to see you. We appreciate you. Uh, being on our Sikkim podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. This uh, is, uh, I, I continue to learn how important this area is in in the overarching area of uh, student-athlete health and wellness. That's uh, not news to you. I know you know that. <laughs> but it really is an important area for our student-athletes. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a part of their holistic wellness. So when you think about health and wellness, as you were talking about as the umbrella term, mental health is a big part of that. Um, Being physically able to do your sport, you have to be mentally able to focus and function in order to put your best foot forward. And so sometimes I think people forget how big mental health is when it comes to being successful, both on the court and the classroom and just in life. Looking at your background, you started on the university side Mm -hmm. here at Baylor um, with the counseling. So at what point did you realize and see the need specifically for athletics to where you joined the athletic side? Yeah, I've always been really interested in making sure um, people in groups that underutilize mental health services have access to those services, know that they're available. And so a part of what I did in the counseling center um, is I was over multicultural services. And when most people think about that, they think about racial and gender disparities when it comes to mental health. But there were other groups that we recognize don't use mental health services at the same rate. Um, One of those are our law school students. So law school students have a higher uh, substance abuse rate Hmm. and they weren't utilizing services. So we kind of started doing, um, it was called Let's Talk, which is a Cornell program. It's kind of a drop in. It looks like the the peanut setup where I'm just sitting at a desk and anyone can come up and kind of ask questions and talk. And so we did that at a few different places and athletics was actually the most successful place that we put that program. And when I was here, one, one, one afternoon a week, I stayed very busy mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't always student athletes. Sometimes it was coaches and administrators just wanting to learn how to have these conversations with their student athletes. And that just really showed how this is something that was needed in the athletic department. And it kind of grew from there. So I went from one afternoon a week to now I'm here full time. <laughs> Uh, there's going to have to be some pretty stark differences from your time in the counseling center on campus to being in athletics full time. I'm, I'm guessing one of those is we don't really punch a clock here. <laughs> right? It is that all is true. the yeah. time. You don't punch a clock. <laughs> right. here. You have to make it work sometimes when it works mm-hmm. for the student athletes yeah. and their schedule. Yeah. You know, I think that was one of the barriers for student athletes using the counseling center is because the counseling center does run a 24 hour crisis line. So you can talk to a counselor counselor any hour of the day or night. But one thing we're learning about counseling, especially in this time, is that there's something about that face-to-face connection, um, especially when you're talking about some of the issues you might be facing. You just really want to be able to sit down and talk to someone. And so having hours from eight to five is kind of difficult for our, for our student athletes because they're in class and they're at practice and they are at weights and watching film. And so their days are really full. And even for me, as I transitioned over to athletics, being able 
to see their schedule <laughs> and recognize yeah. how busy they are was eye-opening for me. I remember being in the counseling center and student athlete will come in and say, well, I have Wednesday at 10 o'clock available. And in my mind, I'm like, you have to have more time than that. And when <laughs> I got like, no, here, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was able to see their schedule. I'm like, no, you have Wednesday at 10 o'clock wow. um, if we're trying to stick with the Monday through Friday, eight to five model. And so being here, being able to see them on the weekends, sometimes early before the 6 a.m. practice, sometimes late after the practice that ends at seven. And I think it's really helpful for them because they have access when they need access. And because I'm here in the building, they can go to tutoring, stop by, do their session, run across to team meeting because of the convenience of location also. One of the things you mentioned is how valuable the face-to-face is. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of this COVID-19 situation, that has not been accessible. They haven't been here. They've been all across the country wherever their hometowns are. Um, but thankfully, there's things like Zoom, and we are all now experts on that. Uh, <laughs> so how has COVID kind of impacted what you and your fairly new department here in the athletic department are um able to accomplish. So yes, we are completely virtual now. And, um, you know, I, for some reason thought it'd be a little easier for our student athletes because they're on their phone all the time and FaceTime a lot, but they've really, um, wanted the face to face. And so, um, it's been a transition for both myself and for the student athlete to, to, um, experience the same feeling that you get from counseling when you're doing it virtually. Um, Some of the other things that I've just been trying to do is reach out to them through text. Um, I started a YouTube channel, which is really new for me. I mean, you're talking about learning Zoom. Learning YouTube is a whole different (laughs) world, and I'm still growing in that area. Um, And that's another way that I've just been providing them education, trying to be really diligent and updating our website, and just connecting with them in a lot of different ways. Um, I really miss being here, seeing them in the halls, getting to drop by practices and things, but we have to be creative in the time that we're in. And so been really trying to do that in a variety of ways. We talked with Kenny previously about how structured, how disciplined the student athlete schedule mm-hmm. is. All of a sudden, you know, they're gone. They're on their own. They don't have that structure. Uh, does that lead to, or could that possibly lead to higher levels of, of stress, anxiety, things like that, that you're now working with them about? Absolutely. I think back in March, one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing is just helping student athletes structure their schedule. Um, Going from having the ability to look at your calendar, know exactly where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, having things like tutoring and study hall. So you knew you had a dedicated time to do your homework and to study things. And now it's like you have these four classes. Here's when the deadline is. Get it done. Mm. Um, One thing that I hope they will see later on in their future is that this is actually help them in a way that's going to be beneficial for them later on in life because they've had to learn how to self-motivate. They've had to learn how to organize their schedule a little bit better. Um, And so some of the things that I started out doing with them is, hey, let's list out everything that you have to do and figure out how we can get you on a bit of a routine. One thing that we've seen is that they've had a lot of difficulties in their sleep. And one of the reasons is because they're not having any structure and there's not a lot of routine. And so they're getting up at different hours, you know, in the morning or sleeping late. And so that is added to some of the the stress that they feel about getting things done. And so that was in the beginning, a, a lot of the work that myself and I know a lot of the SACE team was doing is just helping them find that, that structure and that routine. 
We've talked, we talked with Kenny Boyd, June 15th, kind of the first day. Some of our football athletes will be returning for that voluntary workout. Um, but as they're coming in, they're still, while it's a step forward, a lot of uncertainty of what's next, what it's going to look like. How have you, or have you even been having to deal with that as a part of this as well? Yeah, I think helping them to reframe what's about to happen. So this idea of they're coming back to Baylor, they're coming back to their sport and a lot of ways they are. And then a lot of ways they're not, they're coming back to something completely different. So I know they're really getting excited. And a part of that excitement is being able to be around people again and, and having some sense of normalcy again, but there are going to be a lot of ways in which it's still very uncertain and day to day is going to change. I don't know if Kenny shared this with you, but in all the meetings we've been in over the last few months, he'll tell us something. Thing, and then he'll say, well, this will probably change by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> word for word what he yeah. told us. <laughs> and 99% of the time that's been true. And the other percent of the time it'll change before the next day. And we'll hang up from the Zoom call and it'll already be different. So I think really helping our student athletes understand that you are coming back, but it's not going to be to what you left. And managing their expectations of what it's going to be like and really trying to be flexible, which is something that they've had to learn. So keeping those skills that they've been learning even as they transition back into school and sport. Here for you, your family, and our community, Alan Samuels is open for business. Shop safely in our showroom. Our service and parts departments are open. There's free pickup and delivery for all service work, all safely sanitized when returned. We'll even deliver test drive vehicles to your home or office. Shop and buy totally online at alansamuelsdcj.com. We're ready to help. Always your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Bentwood Realty is a full-service real estate firm with more than 70 high-achieving agents who desire to make a positive impact in their local communities. Their agents stay actively involved in all buying, selling, and investing real estate transactions to make sure their clients receive the utmost level of service. Established in 2011 by brokers Kim Galvan and Rick Hines, both proud Baylor alumni, call Bentwood Realty today, 254-300-4800. They're at 601 Lake Air Drive in Waco and Bentwood realty.com you're listening to the sikkim podcast a production of baylor athletics here again are brooke bednars and john morris we're visiting with dr monique marsh bell she's the assistant ad for mental health services this week's sikkim podcast hey uh, make sure you subscribe to the sikkim podcast on apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast Catch us each week for a new Sikkim podcast and uh, share on social media. I'm uh, fascinated. One part of your background is uh, you you weren't an athlete. Is that fair to say? You didn't have much <laughs> dealings with athletics. Your husband, Brandon, played football, mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver at Prairie View A&M. But other than that, uh, athletics is, you know, not in your wheelhouse, really, or wasn't. Mm-hmm. But now maybe that helps you. Maybe that uh, gives you a different perspective as you deal with the student athletes here. Yeah. So I, I was not an athlete. Okay. You can safely okay. say that. All right. I played basketball at the YMCA. Okay. And I made one shot in the wrong goal. Oh, no. <laughs> and so that, that is my athletic career summary That's and it. highlight. That is it. Um, but, yes, it does in some ways help me because I really get to learn from our student athletes. And I think that's really valuable. I think sometimes when you think you know about how things work or um, what things should be, you go in 
and with uh, perception that is not always reality. And so I, I learned from our student athletes and they find it funny too. And they ask me, you know, why did you want to do this? And, and, and I'm like, you know what? I care about you holistically. You being an athlete is a part of who you are, but there's so many other parts to who you are. And so my hope is that, you know, my not being an athlete means I don't over-focus on that area yeah. of your life. And I can really focus on all parts of you and, and all the things that make you special. And so I think it has been helpful for me to, to have not had this experience and really learn and sometimes learn alongside our student athletes, what it means to be a student athlete, especially at the collegiate level. What would you say is the most eye opening thing that's been for you making this switch? And now, I mean, you're on the athlete schedule. You talked, you said, before 6 a.m. practices, after 7 a.m. practices, <laughs> on the weekends. That's the athlete life. That's yeah. the, the athletic staff life. Um, so what's been most eye-opening to you? That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, athletics doesn't close. Yeah. And it's. I think that has been the most eye-opening thing when I said I get to see their schedule now and really understand what that's like. I've had the opportunity to travel with some of our teams. And so experiencing what it means to be a student athlete and all the things that go into that and really having a newfound respect for our athletes. Like, I honestly don't think I could have done it. Like, I don't think I could have balanced being a student athlete, both the student part, the athlete part. You still have family back home. You're in college and trying to enjoy all that that means. You want to have a, a great social life. You Maybe you're having a roommate for the first time. Like, everything that comes with being a college student, being a student, being an athlete. Like, I don't know if I could have done it. So <laughs> I have the utmost respect for our student athletes and athletes in general, because seeing the inside of it has really opened my eyes and, and really in some ways, if I'm being honest, made me a little more um, empathetic to what they go through um, because it is difficult to balance all of those things. And I think people that don't get to see everything that they have to deal with um, doesn't, they don't always give them the benefit of the doubt and understand what they're going through. You're the first person that's ever been full-time in this position uh, in, in Baylor Athletics uh, health, under health and wellness. What, what do you think it is or why do you think it is we need, we need you now uh, really more than we ever have in an athletic department? Well, outside of our current situation right, with everything right. going on, um, just – not just college student athletes, but students in general, we've seen over the last five years, mental health issues is growing amongst our college students. The numbers are increasing every year. And so it is important that they have access to mental health services and stigma is huge. And stigma, I think, is bigger when you think about college athletics. I mean, we talk about mental toughness all the time. And you hear me say this very frequently, that the idea that if you're really going to be a mentally tough athlete, you can't be dealing with mental illness. And that's just not true. And I think having someone in athletics, able to educate student athletes, educate staff and coaches so they understand the importance of mental health, and then be there to help provide them those services and because I'm here, student athletes know me outside of what I do um, counseling wise. So before they ever get to my office, a lot of them have already had conversations with me. They've seen me around. I've come out to their practices. I've been with their teams and kind of done educational talks, which help break down the barriers that exist when it comes to 
um, student athletes seeking services. So I think it's important to, to have a person in athletics that is doing that and has an understanding of how that looks different within an athletic setting. What would you say their feedback's been like? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of biased, but... <laughs> That's fine. We asked you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the student athletes that I, I've talked to and worked with, they've really appreciated having someone here that is checking on their mental health and not saying that other people aren't, but that's my one biggest concern about how they're doing with their mental health. And sometimes that's just a conversation as they're walking down the hallway and I'm passing by them and talking to them. And they've really appreciated that as we've been going through this um, COVID crisis, just my reaching out and checking on how they're doing, not academically, that's important, not, you know, are you still training and, and trying to stay fit for your return, but like, how are you emotionally and mentally handling things? And I think they've really been appreciative of that. And, and my schedule says that they've really been appreciative of that because it stays pretty full. Um, so it's, it's been good feedback. Um, one of the things that they have said is that they wish there were more of me, um, (laughs) because if you build it, they will come. And so now that I'm here, there's more student athletes that want to come to counseling. And I think that in itself is the best feedback I can get. Is the, uh, are the walls of uh, the stigma, are they breaking down? Do you see progress in that area? I mean, I do see progress in that area. One of the things that has been the most powerful for me is when I um, go to a practice and an athlete comes up to me there in front of their teammates and is like, hey, I need to reschedule my appointment or I've been meaning to call you because I want to schedule an appointment. I was with a speci- specific team um, and the athlete that prayed, like prayed for me and thanked me for the work that I've been doing wow. with them. And I think that is just, amazing it's it's heartwarming for me to to see and hear the fact that they are okay talking about it publicly and if there are any signs that the stigma is breaking down like that's it if they're willing to to talk about it they're willing to say that they're going to counseling share it with teammates I've had athletes bring other athletes to my office and some of the the mental health Monday YouTube videos have been student athletes sharing about how they're coping with their mental health and what they do and and their experiences with mental illness and so that is a huge huge sign that we're making progress in that area. We correct me if I'm wrong, but May was May or March, May, May, one of the M months, (laughs) they all the calendars blurring together lately. Um, but May is mental health awareness Mm -hmm. month. Um, and we worked on a video together and I remember asking you, was it difficult to get these student athletes to agree to publicly put themselves on video to discuss the fact that all the different ways that they're trying to break the stigma, encourage their teammates to um, do the same and come talk to you. And your answer was kind of shocking to me that you actually had to select and narrow down down the list because there were so many. Yeah. Um, That's got to make you feel good to know that the work you're doing, they're so encouraged to go out and kind of help you along to try to break down that stigma. It makes me feel good that they're willing to support their fellow student athletes in that way. Um, It takes a lot of courage to 
to step up and say, yes, I've been dealing with mental illness or I've been to counseling. That's another thing that, that people don't understand. You know, I, I talk to student athletes about how to have a conversation with their roommate that maybe they're not getting along with. So it's not always about the, the anxiety, depression, the diagnosed stuff. Sometimes it's just problem solving. Like I said, I spent a lot of time helping student athletes at the beginning of this crisis figure out a routine and a schedule. So the fact that they're able to talk about mental health and, and their experience in a way that is helpful for their teammates to see, hey, if this person's willing to go and I look up to this person, this is our team captain or just the leader on our team. I love that. That makes me feel good, that they feel comfortable and they want to support their their fellow student athletes in that way by stepping up and, and being a voice. That's wonderful. Well, I'm sure you, you've mentioned we have crazy schedules. You have a lot to <laughs> go help with, um, especially as all of our student-athletes start the process of coming back. Um, but as we do look ahead and the positivity of taking those steps, um, personally, what are you looking forward to most whenever athletics return? Is it the fact that maybe soon we'll get to have those face-to-face -face instead of Zoom and kind of put the computers away? <laughs> I'm definitely over Zoom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to just being able to sit down with student athletes and have my sessions in person. Um, you know, there there's nothing like being able to sit down with someone and talk to them and help them through whatever it is that's going on in their life. It, you just can't do it right with Zoom. <laughs> it just doesn't feel the same. So I, I'm looking forward to there being people back in the building <laughs> and being able to see student athletes and, and have conversations with them and, and talk to them, even when it's not about mental health. So um, we just need that connection. That's something that we need as human beings. And so I'm really excited about being able to connect in person with our student athletes when they return. Absolutely. Well, I know I enjoyed seeing you today. So. I know it's been. I'm <laughs> so social excited, distanced, but yeah. I'm Just loving to it. Be in this room with you two. Like this is the highlight of my day. It's gonna make my week. Oh. That's great. Well, we look forward to uh, more of these encounters in the building, in the hallway. And we appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing your insight uh, in what you do and the work in in uh, preparing our champions for life in the way that you do. So thank you very much for that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me in person. <laughs> Appreciate Dr. Monique Marshbell. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sikkim podcast. We'll be back with another edition next week. For Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. Thanks for listening to this week's Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.